Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Hello and welcome to Passports and Postcards. My name is Randall McKeown. I'm super excited today to have on Marsha Moores from Travel Pulse Canada. Welcome, Marsha. Hi, Randall. Thanks for having me. I've been bringing people onto the show and trying to encourage people to continue to dream about travel. And if we're not booking now, or traveling now, at least we can book or we can look at booking. Now, have you had any destinations that you've been to that you would think would be something that people should see? I know we should see the world. Right. But... but, (laughs) someplace that's near and dear to your heart or you've been to and that you want to go back or we could even talk about any bucket list vacations that you want to do yeah I mean you know it's funny I've been in talking with one of my best friends one of my very first times uh, to Europe was in I think it was 2002 and we went to Ireland her family was from there or is from there um, and lived there and we just the two of us went for a week or 10 days and we stayed with her family and I feel like I got the real insider um, you know inside travel of Ireland and that is actually on my bucket list to go back I think Ireland is beautiful and I think it's just such a uh, it's just a such a warm welcoming place it's safe to visit uh, so that's definitely a place that's on my top five once we can uh, get back to normal here. But now that being said, there are places, and I know we've talked about this, where, you know, it was one of those, oh, it would be nice to go to one day. Um, and I think that one day is going to be here <laughs> pretty soon because, uh, you know, we just got to get out. And that to me would probably be, I'd love to go to Africa. I haven't done a safari. I haven't been to um, Serengeti. Uh, so I think those those two are my must for uh, 2021, and I uh, just need to make it happen. Well, I, I agree with you on Ireland. I went to Ireland back in 2001. We were uh, we have family lived just uh, in Dublin, so we actually had planned a trip to go to uh, England. So we were in England for a week, I guess it was. We did a week in England, and then at the end of the week, we took the train across to Paris, spent the weekend in there, in, in Paris, returned to England and making our way to Dublin to visit family. And there was a few issues I had, and there was like, first I had my passport stolen in Paris. Oh, no. <laughs> then uh, we got that sort of, we got paperwork in Paris so I can get through customs we did make our way back to the UK. While there, we had a family friend that guided us to where I had to go to get a new passport. So mm-hmm. that was that was good. And we were leaving. We ride back in in uh, London or London on the Sunday, and we're leaving for Ireland on the Monday. So we had to go to the airport, talk to British Airways about changing our flight, which they were okay. able to do for us. We were able to go in to get the new passport, pick up our luggage at the hotel, and head back to the airport to get over to Dublin, which we did. Mm-hmm. Landing in Dublin, one of our suitcases arrived, the other one didn't. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> and and I was a bad packer back then because I didn't really understand travel. So I had all my return documents in that suitcase. Oh, geez. So I was a little worried. It, it worked out because what happened is uh, we did go into Dublin, I think it was the next day after arriving there. We went looking for clothing for myself, but then we got word from the airline that they had found the luggage and were going to return it by the Wednesday. So I didn't have to buy any clothes, thank God. I just washed what I had and put it back on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but then we did get to, uh, from Dublin, we decided my cousins wanted to take us to Galway Galway yeah we yeah. we we rented a car so my wife rented a car she's never driven on the other side of the road right that yeah that was a big learning curve for me as well <laughs> and and my cousin who was joining us she said that we asked her are we going the right way she says I don't know I've been there many times but only by train <laughs> so as it was we did get there so it worked out at the end I've been to, uh, we went down into, from Galway, we came back, and we went into the Wicklow Mountains, into a place called Ogram, and mm -hmm. we have we have uh, fam extended family there, so we stayed with them. But I would say to any listener that if you want to see true green, yes. go to Ireland. My yep. one cousin took us to a place, this is a funny story, he took us to this really tall hill, I wouldn't say mountain, but tall hill. And he mm -hmm. says, okay, just jump this fence. So we're jumping this stone fence and a metal gate. And we mm -hmm. get in this field, he says, now look around. You can see for miles and miles and miles. We're looking around, it's so beautiful, so green. And that particular day, the sun was shining. So there was no rain, no cloud, which they were surprised there was no rain. But while we're standing there, we hear this grunting behind us and stomping. And I just happened to turn around and there was a bull. <laughs> and we're like, okay, ladies, please go get over the fence while we distract yeah. the bull. So they got over the fence, and then we got over the fence, and the bull didn't move. He just wanted to let us know that we were on his property to get off. But I would encourage anybody to go to Ireland, any part of Ireland, you know, the yeah. south, the east coast, the west coast, anywhere in Ireland is good to go. I want to go... To Northern Ireland one day. Um, that's yeah. on my bucket list. Um, I will get there. Now you talk about Africa. Now, yeah. have you made any permanent plans yeah. or just a... No, it, it's just been on my, one of those things I've always wanted to do. And I've, uh, you know, I just sort of always put it off because it was so much easier to just jump on a plane for five or seven hours versus the, the time it takes to get there. And you know, you're taking time off work and stuff. There always just seems to be reasons, you know, to do it later. I know you and I were talking about it earlier. It's, uh, you know, if this pandemic has really, I think, made a lot of people uh, realize is just how much we used to take for granted. And whether that's getting together just with family and friends all the time, or um, in my case, jumping on a plane. I mean, that's what I do for, for my job on a regular basis you just kind of uh, never in a million years would I have thought we would be where we are right now so uh, yes yeah, it's, it's on my list I'm just thinking well let's not put it off for too longer so yeah um, I don't even I'm, I've started now researching I would really really love I'm a big animal lover so I really 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 want to do one of the safaris 
I'd love to go to that giraffe hotel where you have breakfast and they peek in through the window. I saw that. That looked really cool. That would be something good to do. Yeah. And so I want to I wanna do a trip that's focused around animals and safari and just being out there with nature. So that's definitely on my, uh, my to-do list. On that, my uh, wife and I have a trip trip booked for 2022 Mm -hmm. going to South Africa we're going to spend a week in Cape Town okay and then from there we're going over to Johannesburg and from there we're going to do a safari for a week there before returning home Mm -hmm. we looked we had looked at maybe going up to Victoria Falls but when we looked at timing and cost and everything yeah. yeah, we're we're only going to probably be to Africa once, but yeah. again, just the flights and everything. Like we have decided, you know, like you can't just fly direct from Toronto to Cape right. Town. So it's going to be a long travel to get there, and yeah. so we've decided that we were whatever destination or whatever port we land in Europe, that we okay. want to spend a couple of days there before we actually get on our connector flight and fly to. Cape Town, yeah. so so we decided yeah. to do that instead of doing Victoria Falls. Mm-hmm. But we look so forward to going to Africa. And as you said, you know, if you're a lover of animals, to see them in their natural habitat, yeah, that's the best thing. So what I can do is I can tell you about it if you haven't gone before I get back. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, it sounds like I've got my resource here for me. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're we're quite looking forward to that. We were supposed to go this past, actually, no, in October. Um, however, we talked to the travel people, and they were able to extend when we had to go. Mm-hmm. So that was very nice of them to do that. So that gave us that extra time because we said, you know, we don't want to travel anywhere. Right. With the restrictions right now, the Canadian government saying, we don't want you to go anywhere. However, right. and we don't even know if we'd be welcome in South Africa. So Right, right. Right. So, so when are you going next year? We're going, um, we haven't decided on the specific month yet, but in probably October 2022. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Now, how did you get involved with uh, travel itself? Like, Did you study travel at school? or Can you tell you us know, a little bit about uh, how you got involved in travel? Well, it's kind of funny, actually, because I, uh, I worked, uh, my degrees in broadcast journalism. I always wanted to work in television and, and be a news writer. Um, I worked at City TV for, I always joke, actually, I think I was there nine years, but seven years I was actually in a paying job. <laughs> and I worked there in the PR department. And during when CTV bought City TV, I was let go. In I was in corporate communications at the time. I was really kind of, I was really bummed, you know, it was, I, I loved working there, I was kind of bummed, and I saw uh, that the New York City was opening a tourism office in Toronto. New York is my number one favorite destination in the world. I mean, I cannot wait to get going there. I've been there probably, gosh, I've lost track, probably about 37 times or so. Wow. And yeah, yeah, well, because it's so easy to, right? Yes. Toronto, well, and... I went in and I met with Charmaine Singh and the rest was uh, history. She just saw how much I love the city and I said, I don't have any travel experience, but I have a whole whack of PR experience. And 
that that was how I got into um, into travel. I was representing New York, Arizona, San Francisco, and Houston. And then I sort of stepped away for a bit to work on the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver. Then I um, I went into publishing. Like I worked at um, with Wedding Bells Magazine and Canadian Family, which is the home of Toronto Life. And then I had my son, and I was, you know, Charmaine called me up. He was about two or three and said, you know, I've got a gig in, for Las Vegas for you. It's, you know, fairly part-time. Would you like to come back? And I did. And so I went back working for all those destinations again, and this time including Vegas as well. And then there was just a, I, I, my dad died suddenly, and my mom was sick, and it was too hard for me to have a travel job. So um, I was really looking for something else, and then I landed um, with Travel Pulse. So I, I didn't have a lot of experience in travel. I did on the marketing and marketing side. So now I find I've got the experience in travel, plus I've got the marketing and such side, and I'm, you know, a traveler now. I've since been to a bunch of places, so it gives me a chance to look at travel from a whole bunch of different perspectives. Um, and it's been really interesting, and I love it. And I, we've been so busy at Travel Pulse Canada. It, it, you know, we're not traveling. I'm not doing fam trips. I'm not doing any events and such, obviously. But there's so much news and changes that are happening every single day that I, I we joke, like Jim and I, my colleague, because we're like, you know, we are busier than ever. There's so much going on in, in news and travel and stuff, and it's so much to keep up with. So I love it, and I just can't wait till things can start to get back to normal and jump on a plane again. <laughs> I think a lot of us, uh, I think almost everybody I've spoken to since March, since the actual, when everything started locking down, as people were saying, but I wanted to go here, but I wanted to go there. Yeah. And... Again, what we have to do is, I'm looking at like the travel agents, even though I'm not, I'm not there with them right now, but I do support them and I encourage them. I know there was a lot of talk with the MPs about ensuring that uh, they were included in the benefit program the government rolled out. Yep. Uh, they were struggling for a long period of time. Um, I was with them, supporting them along the way. It's a big industry, and I don't think a lot of people out there realize, like, not just here in Canada, but when we look worldwide, how many people are actually employed somehow related to the travel industry. Yeah. So we're all yep. hoping that we can get this vaccine rolled out. We can, like you said, fly again or take a boat or cross a border. I had a conversation yeah. with some people that were over in Europe recently, and I was explaining to them that even here in Canada, the East Coast had a bubble where they were blockading, not allowing people from anything west of, say, New Brunswick, because, again, they want to contain the virus. It mm -hmm. felt kind of sad when I heard that here in our own country, that you're not allowed to travel freely. But underst yeah. understanding what we're going through right now, it's something I believe we can get through. And it's people like you working in the industry who are informing the industry, the, the industry readers, uh, the whether it be 
the tour operators, the airlines, the travel agents, uh, just getting that information out there so that we are aware of all the changes so that when the travel advisors are working with their clients, they know what rules are in, what rules are out, what you must yeah. do here, what you must do in destination. Can you just, I want, I want to ask you about one particular trip. If you can think of one particular trip that you went on that you were, to sort of light the fire under you to say, I want to travel more. Oh, that would be a good question. I think it might have been Paris. I would say Paris or Spain. Because to me, travel is all about different cultures and learning about, and just learning the history, learning just seeing the different way of life and, and Paris to me always seemed like a, a magical place I mean you know it's got definitely obviously has all the history and such the buildings are gorgeous um, but the French way of life is very different than ours and same in, with Spain like I I remember my friends and I wanted to um, go grab something to eat and I think it was about three o'clock in the afternoon and everything was shut down and I, I was like oh this doesn't make sense and no, they really do shut down for the siestas. And it's that stuff that I really realized, wow, okay, I had never experienced that before. We don't have that here in Canada. When I go to New York, they don't have that. And that kind of really made me want to go and see what other cultures are doing as well. We went to Tokyo. I'm trying to think what year was that, 2007 maybe. And that, again, was just fascinating with all the culture. You, you know, you learn so much, and there's so many people walking around, yet no one's bumping into each other because there's, you know, it's such a polite, polite society that it, it, it's just it's just fascinating to me. So any time that you can really get out and explore a new way of living, a new culture, I think that that's, that's the key to travel. It, it really is. I, I, I Personally, I always say this, but I think if, more people traveled, there'd be less racism in the world because I think you'd be a lot more understanding of other people's cultures and, and, and way of life. Yes, I did. I, I always sound biased because obviously I work in travel, but it's like, no, get out and travel. It's the best thing you can do for yourself, for your soul, for our economy, for everything. I agree with you. I've always said to people that my best education came from travel. You can learn from textbooks, but to actually be in different destinations, get to meet the people, get to experience the food, the music, their culture. We, When we return home, we learn to appreciate the things we have and, and stop worrying about some of the things and realize that we can what we have is enough. Mm-hmm. It's really opened my eyes to what people have and what people don't have and that what the basics are in life, which is, I believe, shelter, health, education, Mm -hmm. equality. These are basic things. We don't need all this other stuff, these gadgets and fancy clothes. But I've learned that through travel. And as you said, the only way to do that is to get out and explore. Well, I was just going to say quickly... I think that it's also really important to travel with kids. I've taken my son. He's come with me on two work trips, both times actually to the Dominican. And he, the first time he was there, he, he was just fascinated because, you know, the airport doesn't have windows and things mm. like that. Yep. And 
then you're when you're driving you're in the car on the way to the resort you see very different you know styles of housing and all that and he had a lot a lot of questions and I explained to him that this is you know we're in a different country and this is what this is how they live and you know explained everything and I think it really when you can teach that to kids at a young age I think that really really is a really helpful with kids in shaping how they're going to grow up they're going to have compassion and knowledge and yeah I mean like I said he loves the Dominican and I think that's a good education for them at that age and they have a better understanding I was just going to say that I remember my first Caribbean trip was to Cuba, and I remember being on the bus and driving along and seeing the houses with no actual windows or doors, but they all had yep. TVs in it, and people were watching the TV. This was around 8 o'clock at night, and I'm thinking, that's kind of strange. They have no doors or windows, but they have a TV that they can watch. I understand why now. Yeah. Uh, it's for the government to get the message out to the people. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate that. It's it's something I wouldn't expect. Like, we wouldn't live in, in Canada with no doors or windows in our homes. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's something we learn, and we get to understand it. And the fact that you said you took your son and he asked a lot of questions. Yeah. It's light of, probably a light of fire in him, and he wants to probably travel more. Oh, yeah. The, the kid, he's already been, let's see. So he's been to New York, L.A., the Dominican, Greece. Where else was he? I think that might be it for now. He's only he's only nine. <laughs> well, only nine, and he's been all those yeah. places. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, well, I want to, Marsha. I want to thank you for coming on the show today. The world is much smaller now than it was, say, a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago. We can get to destinations, mm-hmm. and we, as you said, it's all part of uh, education. It's a learning mm-hmm. experience. I will. I will do that. So, thank you for coming on here again. And uh, welcome. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure to chat with you, as always. Hopefully, in the future, we can have you back on. We talk about more travel. Hopefully, by that time, we all be traveling. Yes, exactly. I will have hopefully just come back from some awesome place.